Están escuchando la guía de caballeros para el Festival Internacional de Cine de Toronto con su presentador, Gran Guillermo, y unos invitados muy especiales, trayendo la clase a la basura desde 1977. Welcome to the Midnight Ride with Large William. Hey everyone, uh, I am back. I'm going to be reviewing a film that I had the distinct pleasure of seeing last night at uh, one of the more beautiful theaters in Toronto, that being the Princess of Wales Theatre. Um, the film is, of course, 2014's 71, directed by Yann Demange, uh, and starring... Uh, a young actor whose star is on the rise in a big way, Jack O'Connell, who some people will know from uh, the film Startup from last year. Uh, this film is essentially, um, to the synopsize, uh, a young and disoriented British soldier. Soldier. It's my first day with my new mouth. Uh, a young and disoriented British soldier is accidentally abandoned by his unit following a riot on the deadly streets of Belfast. And you guessed it, 1971. So, as I said, this has uh, Jack O'Connell in it, uh, as well as some other people who are probably more familiar to our friends uh, across the Atlantic. But one of the faces that sticks out for me is, uh, and this man has a very distinct face, Sean Harris. Sean Harris is uh, quickly become one of my favorite uh, character actors. Unfortunately for Mr. Harris, if he's in a film, he's going to be a shadowy, repulsive scumbag for the most part. Um, we've actually had him on the show before when we covered the Red Riding trilogy. He's one of the, the corrupt police officers in that. Now, I haven't seen Prometheus, so I don't know how he is not. Harry Brown, which I have seen, which coincidentally is the Andamage's... No, that's Daniel Barber. I'm mixing up my films here. Actually, it's kind of ironic. I covered a Barber film, which I'll talk about in a bit here. Um... Oh, I want to say he must have been a, a scumbag of some sort. Yeah, his name was Stretch, so he was probably a scumbag in, uh, in Harry Brown. So, anyway, it's got him, um, Sam Reed, who's an Australian actor. He's quite good uh, in the film. Um, a lot of uh, English actors. There's a few Irish actors, including a few actors right from Northern Ireland. I think Martin McCann, I believe, is from... Yeah, he's from Belfast. Um, uh, Paul Popplewell, I want to say. Uh, anyway, there's a handful of 
of Northern Irish um, uh, actors in this film. So, for those that don't know uh, what what this film is all about, and I and I have to say, um, it's something that I have a, a passing knowledge of. I have a very dear friend, and there's a fine member of our community. Speaking of solo podcasters, uh, sometimes he does it by himself, other times uh, with others. That sounds as dirty as I intended it to be. Uh, Mr. Brian Higgins of Hamicus fame, uh, one of our dearest friends and a fine man, uh, to be sure. But he, uh, I don't think he'd mind me saying this, uh, he uh, grew up in the midst of the Troubles, um, He's uh, my age, uh, 34 approximately, and he grew up uh, surrounded by this. And it was, um, to, to simplify things to a great degree, uh, in the interest of focusing on uh, the film review versus something I'm not well-versed enough in to, um, to discuss at any great length, um, that the troubles were um, the problems in the area uh, between the Protestants and the Catholics. Um, and a lot of uh, death uh, and destruction and uh, a lot of tragedy that uh, marred uh, a very long time, uh, you know, um, in, uh, in this area. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really, really dark time. I mean, 30 years, 30 years this, is, this went on uh, sort of at its height. Um, with a lot of a lot of bombing, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of tears, um, and uh, it's something that I've had a glimpse into through one of the ESPN Thirty for Thirty documentaries that was on this year, talking looking at the uh, Ireland team in um, 1994 and some of the tragic events that occurred uh, in the midst of their World Cup. I think, in fact, the same day as their World Cup victory against Italy of all teams. So. Um, Anyway, this film, and I, I certainly don't mean any disrespect uh, to any parties or beliefs uh, in saying this, but I, to give people a snapshot of mm, sort of the kind of film this is, um, behind enemy lines, like not not literally the film behind enemy lines, but in unfriend, unfriendly territory, sort of a black hawk down where you end up behind uh, in a very hostile environment um, and you need to get out of there. Um the film, the unit that it shows, it, it shows them, you know, to be very uh, ill-equipped for, I don't have any notes in this film, forgive me, uh, I'm just going to be freewheeling it, uh, shows them to be you know, ill-equipped young men, 18, 19 years old, who, you know, I'm 34 and I can't imagine at that age um, being on the front lines with um, with a lot of the, uh, you know, rocks being thrown at them and, you know, bags of piss and and all sorts of things that were occurring at the time. Um, these men are really you know, just dropped into this environment, uh, ill-equipped. They're not really aware of, of the context of the situation. Um, and it goes sideways very, very quickly. Uh, it's easy when you have war films or, or, or films with military in them uh, to kind of fall into cliches and, and to hit certain beats. And, and this film is lean and mean and it um it avoids a lot of the the traps and the misfires uh that are so prevalent in a lot of uh a lot of films that deal with comparable subject matter in a very broad sense um jack o'connell as the lead you know his 
performance in Startup is probably, you know, much more worthy of the acclaim than his performance. This he's really, uh, he more bears witness to what's happening and he has to react to certain things versus having a lot of heavy dialogue. It's not a wordy film for him. Um, it's more him being reactionary to a lot of things that he's he's uh, up against. And in, in essence, he's us. Um, you know, when he's first brought there, he's very unfamiliar with what's happened, uh, what's going on, beyond maybe a foggy sense of what's happening. And um, he's thrust into the thick of it right away. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything that occurs early on in the film, um, but it's it's very stark and it's... it's uh, it's it's very it gets very very awful very quickly for him and for the people uh, his troop um, specifically one other part one other person that he's with um, and it's essentially sort of a one night uh, type film that takes occurs over the course of a night or you know a little over a day sort of thing um, and him in his uniform uh, trying he's you know like I said in hostile territory trying to get out of there when he has doesn't know the city, doesn't know who he can trust, who's going to try to kill him. Um, and he has to kind of traverse through, through some things. Um, Demange uh, really does a good job giving his, um, his cast uh, enough pieces here to, um, to set the table for us and, and to put... O'Connell. I think it would have been fatiguing, or you know, despite the stuff early on, how kinetic it is and how kind of tightly coiled it is. He gives us enough uh, smaller, quieter moments with O'Connell and some other characters. A boy, you know, a young boy in the town, um, a father and daughter that find him later on in a, in a, in a bad state, um, as well as cutting between. Um, uh, the conflict of interest, I guess. Not even a conflict of interest, but uh, I don't want to spoil too many things, but uh, some people have their fingers in a few different parts of the pie, uh, so to speak, and, and how that's being navigated. Um, you know, how people that are, you know, maybe more moderate um, are responding to things that, that are occurring for them and, and around them. Um, there's a really... Uh, sad scene early on um, when this first happens where a mother when the, the two soldiers uh, O'Connell's character Gary and his um, one of his troop there they're getting beaten pretty badly and a woman comes in and says you know these these, these are just boys um, you know they're not they could be your sons and I think Dimash does a really good job of, of not being preachy or heavy handed about what he wants to the message to be in this film, um, but he he states it uh, in a way that works quite well. Um, and you know, there's a guy that really only has a background in TV, I believe. Um, I don't think he actually did a show called Top Boy, which I'm sure some of our British friends will uh, will be familiar with. It takes place in. Uh, uh, br- 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 an area of England, of course, it doesn't tell me where, uh, but it's it's an inner city, uh, inner city sort of drama. I don't know if it's comparable to it's, uh, it's something as scope like The Wire, but uh, it's young boys, uh, it's young young men in the inner city um, and the lives they lead. Um, so yeah, I'll have to check that out. But uh, this, yeah, this is Dimanche's 
debut film. Now that I look at it, he's done a few shorts, but then this TV stuff, and it's a really assured um, first film. A lot of times with with uh, first-time filmmakers, they want to throw everything at the screen and, and wear their influences on the sleeve, and they can help but fall into certain traps, uh, whether it's thematically or stylistically. And I was thankful that, you know, when you anticipate a film hitting an obvious beat, it doesn't go that way. You know, the film is full of surprises enough that as Hook, uh, Carl Connell, that is, Gary Hook, um, were surprised as he is at what's occurring, uh, for better or worse, um, in, in terms of the way the events are unfolding for us. Um, I can tell you that having seen a lot of you know violent films and war films and films that were historically accurate the scenes in this film really affected me um, partially because I have a you know dear friend that that's lived through this but just to see more of the kitchen sink kind of humanity of of uh, what was happening versus a large scope kind of tank battle I think sometimes to see things on a smaller scale allows us to, to be a little more introspective and, and puts a real human face and a human stamp on on what it is we're seeing um, and I can tell you seeing this film uh, you know I had I had chills and I was I was pretty upset watching it um, just because uh, it was done very effectively without you know without walking over that line of being stylish and stylishly brutal and and what have you it, it um, the violence is stark and and, and quick uh, very quick um, but it, it still packs a wallop so um, yeah, and it uses a lot of music of the time very well. I have to say, I'd be curious to see if, if Brian or some people familiar with uh, Northern Ireland of the time, you know, there's some aerial shots of, of Belfast. And, and just, I don't know how much of Belfast hasn't changed uh, in the 40 or 50 years um, since some of the buildings that were in this were built. Um, and how much of it is aerial shots for CGI or what have you. But uh, I think they do a really good job of capturing that time from the wallpaper to uh, these row houses and everything you see. I mean, you really do feel you're there. <clears throat> it's comparable uh, for those that recall the opening of uh, Ben Affleck's film Argo from last year, the way they really capture that uh, late seventies. I want to say it was Tehran, um, but the way they capture that and it feels authentic. I think they do a really wonderful job with this. Um, but yeah, I think you have trained eyes on it, like like Brian's would, or uh, Charlie uh, from the group, someone like that who's more familiar with the area and could say, "No, nah, that's kind of bullshit," or "Yeah, that that seems pretty pretty accurate." Um, I'd be very curious to see, and I'd be curious, you know, for people uh, that that were were closer to this, our friends over in England and what have you, that again are more familiar with with the whole um, uh, the whole incident, uh, for lack of a better description. Uh, how how the film was for them. I couldn't help but think of our good friend Andy, who um, you know who serves his country, and uh, it just you know just thinking about friends and and people that uh, are thrust into some some pretty tough situations, and and the piece of you that it takes. Um, the older I get, the more I the more things like that bother me. Uh, as I'll talk about some other films that I have had the pleasure of uh, of seeing at the festival. Um, and this because it's, I mean, it's it's the real deal. I mean, this, this happens. This happened. This is still happening to a much lesser degree. So um, I can't talk a whole lot more about it. I get truth be told, I didn't take notes because I didn't have my notebook with me. But um, all in all, I guess to summarize this film, um, a very, very assured debut film. <clears throat> Every year you get a handful of debut films that 
really impress, and this will be on the short list of uh, of um, first time filmmakers. Uh, the debut films that really impressed me. Probably a top three, maybe even the best debut film all year, quite frankly, uh, depending on what else I see. I mean, we're getting to September here. Our year ends in February, uh, or, you know, to coincide with Oscars. But um, this is uh, a very assured debut. I'm very excited to see what Dimash has planned next. I didn't get to see for the stay for the Q&A because I had to go to the Pasolini screening, but my wife didn't. She said it was quite good. Um... But yeah, I'm very curious to see what uh, what Demange does next, what O'Connell does next, Sean Harris. I'd like to see him play a nice guy for once, instead of someone who's playing both sides and he's just repulsive, uh, repulsive human being. Because I think he's he's a really good actor. He's got a great, great, great presence. You know, he's a slim man, um, but man, he's he's very steely. You know, he really can uh, command uh, command the room uh, certainly. Um, so with that being said, uh, make or break scene, um, I guess the scene for me would be, there's a scene, gosh, there's a lot of scenes really, um, whether it's the, from the quiet ones, there, there's a scene that occurs, I don't want to spoil it, uh, for anyone certainly, but there's a scene that occurs, uh, in a pub, like, a in the, in and around a pub that, um, uh, was very effective, very effective, and um, again, I think uh, Dimash does a great job in, in uh, allowing that scene to have the impact that he intended, certainly. Uh, the MVT of the film, I want to go with, with how authentic the, the feel of the film, how authentic it felt. I think it's important when you have a film like this... Um, that you try to, you know, try to be as, as real as you can, much like in a battle, a battle of Algiers, or you get you get the films that almost have you know a, a documentary feel to them. Uh, it's important to try to, I think, do that, uh, have that realism um, when you're going for a film like this. But it, I mean, it also works as a as a you know a thriller, not to to cheapen anything about the film, but it works as a really lean, muscular uh, thriller of sorts as well. Um, uh, you know, but uh, yeah. So the MVT would be the authenticity f- with which the film gives us and thrusts us into Belfast in 1971. My score for the film is an 8.25 out of 10. Um, just a very, very sure hand. Like I said, Demange is a filmmaker to watch. Uh, O'Connell is clearly a star on the rise. I can tell you, within a handful of years, maybe much less, maybe a few years, O'Connell is going to be one of the A-listers. Uh, you know, uh, like a Tom Hardy. You know, in that we all love Tom Hardy. Uh, you know, O'Connell's been cutting his teeth for some time you know he did this is england when he was a bit younger which is uh, you know fantastic i can't recommend that enough to people that haven't seen it i uh, have never seen um eden lake so i can't really comment on that but he's a guy that's uh, that's put his time in and uh, it's really he's really starting to cash in here he's got four films in uh in production uh actually sorry three films it looks like in production right now uh, including Unbroken, um, which it has a pretty big cast. Uh, yeah, it's got quite a cast. Oh, interestingly, this film was at the festival. Um, Angelina Jolie's uh, directorial debut, I guess, coming out Christmas Day here. Um, actually, had an interesting story about that film. Uh, Tulip Fever, which uh, looks... Oh, wow, this has quite the, quite the cast. 
uh, Jack O'Connell, Christoph Waltz, Zach Galifianakis, Jack, Zach Galifianakis, Judy Dench, Tom Hollander. Um, wow. Uh, interesting, interesting. So, yeah, he's a, he's a guy that he looks like he's working with the right people and uh, he's making high-profile stuff, but cerebral stuff. And again, oh, interesting. He's going to be in the new Joe, Joe Cornish film, potentially. So, very cool. Um, so, uh, 8.25 check this one out when you get a chance i think it's it's cerebral it has a heart uh and it's an assured debut uh, i will say adios all right all right all right you've been listening to the midnight ride baby with large william bringing you the glitz and the glamour with the velvet hammer films from around the world for all the boys and girls